Yeah, me and Smokey Robinson were very similar. <laughs> You expected Mike and Carol Brady to raise me. I'm the bastard son of Claire Huxtable. I'm a lost Cunningham. I learned the facts of life from watching the facts of life. Oh, God. Classic. I recognize that. Ladies, germs, and everything in between, it's time for another episode of High Mystery. It's the podcast where we smoke weed. We talk about those mysteries in our universe. I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. It's time for another episode. Uh, today, Wee. I have a couple high hemp uh, pineapple paradise wraps. Inside one, I've got King's Garden Banana OG, which is at 31.5%. That's a real high number. <laughs> More than a quarter. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not physically possible to go above 35, so they're really hitting the tops there. And then in the other blunt, I have some crew cannabis with, um, what is that? Motor breath. Mm. Yeah, motor breath. Sounds very appetizing. <laughs> I know, right? And it's got 27.5% THC. Also... A nice, high, respectable number there. So I was gonna say, I guess motor breath, like that's exhaust when you like exhale. I guess it's okay. kind of, you know, still not nice, the greatest, yeah. you know, image you want to give to somebody. For sure. What's this? What's this strain like, man? You ever suck on a tailpipe? Exactly <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's just like that, man. Uh, I have a twisted hemp wrap that has been rolled into a cylindrical shape. <laughs> and it has uh, simply lifted in it. And mm. it's that Panda Jack at 22.7. And then it has a little bit of uh, that Key Lime mm. from High Gardens, which is at uh, 20.23%. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, I too have a uh, para- pineapple paradise high hemp wrap, and it is packed with uh, inhalants Kush, which has twenty four point three two percent THC, just point zero four percent CBD, making a total cannabinoids of twenty eight point six four percent. I really wanted the strain to be uh da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, let me get Nathan that uh da 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 da. <laughs> that it's, shit is it's, fire. It's very similar to I don't know if you guys are old enough or remember, but the uh, the Nickelodeon face. It's face. me, face. Burr, burr, burr. Uh, yeah. Very, very vaguely. Yeah. I mean, stick stickly. Stick stickly. He's obviously. so burned into my brain, and I don't think there was as much room for me yeah. to remember face. Yeah, right Sorry, to face. me, stick stickly, P.O. Box 923, New nice. York City, New York State, 10108. Clearly, oh, 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 uh, he can wow. relate to your intro of like, spending a lot of time in front of the TV yes, being uh, taught I, the facts of life by the facts I of life. I definitely watched Nickelodeon pretty obsessively. It was like the only cable channel that we watched as kids. Hey, yeah. There was Salute Your Shorts. I learned about yeah. camp on there. Yeah, there yeah, was sure. Hey Dude. Hey I learned dude. about ranching on there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is the <laughs> perfect segue to give you the title of my mystery today. This is another edition of 
T-Bird Turner's Topsy-Turvy TV Theories. Whoa. And also movies. <laughs> well, I mean, now we've got to quick on the spot think of a uh, song. Um, <laughs> it's a little <laughs> wild and a little strange. Doom, 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 doom. I feel like T-Bird Turner I was just maybe, singing Hey Dude. <laughs> maybe a little bit of techno, like T Burtonas, Topsy Turvy TV Theories, T Burtonas, Topsy Turvy TV Theories. I like that because it's kind of 80s. Yeah. Also movies. <laughs> also movies. Perfect opportunity to play the Rotten Tomato game. <laughs> That's true. I mean, we I, could play Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, with I'm sure all we will with all of these selections. Certainly the movie one that I have in here will have to, although I do know the percentage, so I can't really participate. Oh, but before that's we That's how get he in, does it, folks. That's <laughs> how he wins all of us. I had to do research, you know, on, on this one, so I looked it up. It made sense. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. yeah, before we start, uh, we've got to light that blunt. Yeah, and while we're lighting that blunt, we will think of what cable guy has. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so obviously, if you've been watching the show, we have done a couple episodes of TV mysteries, mostly just from The Office. Yes. We covered the Scranton Strangler, as well as something like 10 other mysteries that swirl around the show The Office. I love The Office, and when I picked these, I tended to gravitate toward things that I enjoyed. Huh. First up <laughs> on the list... The idea that the Rugrats are figments of Angelica's imagination. Oh, okay. Interesting. So if you're not familiar with the show, Rugrats is the story of a group of babies. It was a show on Nickelodeon. And the babies always got into things and escaped their pins, and the parents seemed to never really notice what was going on. Mm -hmm. First of all, Angelica's mom, she's... Uh, she dies when Angelica's little. Mm -hmm. A lot of rumors in this particular theory say that it was a, of an OD. Oh. And that Angelica's mom gave her a really troubled first couple years of her life. And we see Angelica carry around a doll that's mm -hmm. got really crazy hair and stuff. Cynthia, right? think so. Something like yeah. That. You guys might know Rugrats better than I do. <laughs> I, I did recently watch the movies um, because okay. it's coronavirus and there's... Nothing new under the sun. You don't so. need an excuse, Rob. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if you just wanted to enjoy the Rugrats. I've never fine. seen it before, so I was like, well, let me give this uh, whole movie thing a shot. Okay. I mean, uh, I'm not going to give a Rotten Tomatoes or anything. Right. It's just yeah. not that very good. So. Well, anyway, uh, Angelica's mom has died, and her stepmom, who comes in, is highly career-focused. Right. All these things combine oh. to make Angelica very lonely. That's, yeah, they're definitely not paying a whole lot of attention to, I mean, I guess really any of the kids because all the kids are, I mean, if all the kids do exist, they're all getting out doing like crazy adventures or whatever, like roaming the stores and stuff. Yep, yep. every <laughs> single time they're in a pin, they get out of the pin. <laughs> it's 100% of the time. That's all Tommy, though. Tommy, he's the one. The that, escape artist, yeah. He's, yeah. But it, Unless, of course, Tommy's a figment of Angelica's sure, sure. imagination. 
But they, the uh, Angelica's mom is definitely <laughs> her stepmom in that. It's not her biological mom. I'm pretty sure that's the idea. This is going off of what I gather from the theory. I'm, so. Yeah, I'm just saying, though, that, like, do, in canon-wise, do they I'm say I'm pretty that... sure canon, uh, Angelica's mom is her stepmom. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I did not know that. Same. I always just assumed, because they both have blonde hair, right? So you're like... They're related. Yeah, and they're both yeah. very similar in terms of their, Disposition like... Yeah, exactly. Like, very work-oriented. I said that's Bossy. part of the reason she relates in that way. So mm-hmm. Angelica turns that around onto the younger kids as well. Um, but in this theory, Chucky's mom, we know in canon she died in a car accident. And the idea being that she actually died with Chucky. Oh. This is what made Chucky's dad such a neurotic and weird character. Okay. Uh, so when, I don't know if this is part of her or whatever, but when Chucky's dad remarries to the other one and, like, she brings in another child, that's, like, a new... That's the next thing. Kimi is the name of that other baby. And the idea is that Kimi was taken from Kira by social services. Oh, now, that's dark. I know, right? <laughs> because apparently, uh, in this theory, Kira is... A, uh, a sex worker in Paris, and that's how Chucky's dad met her. And so the idea being that Kimi was taken away, and that was Angelica's way of rationalizing it. She's just imagining her there. Wow. All right. Uh, Tommy Pickles was a stillborn, and Stu makes toys in the basement to cope with his grief. And then is there a second stillborn with his oh, little brother? Yeah, his little Dill brother. is the only is one of the few real babies. Oh. Yeah. I I uh, oh. <laughs> they're coming, they're coming. Okay, sorry. Dill is actually a baby that doesn't exist until the movies come. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Susie is another one of those. But we'll get right, to him in right, a second. Right, 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 right. Uh, but uh, so Tommy's a stillborn. The DeVilles are, had a miscarriage or an abortion, and Angelica didn't know the sex, so she invented the twins. Okay. And then we have... Uh, Reptar, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Reptar, naturally, yeah. He's, he's the father figure we all need. Right? <laughs> and the idea is that Dill is real and Susie is real. Dill is the only baby who doesn't talk because Angelica has a real baby in front of her and babies yep. don't talk. <laughs> right, she's not crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the idea is that Susie simply puts up with Angelica having imaginary friends because they're both young girls. And Right, so she's know. probably like down with it. Yeah, it's probably not that weird to her to have a friend with imaginary friends. We all saw Drop Dead Fred. Right. <laughs> well, the glorious movie that it is. The thing that I would... Uh, say about this theory <laughs> is that her what is it her malibu stacy doll mm-hmm. yeah th- she never envisions that that's a real person she's right. always playing with a doll and that doll is always a doll it's a subplant for her mother though in this theory okay she carries it around because it reminds her of her mom yeah i'm just saying with a an imagination as good as that you think she would like I don't know. Well, I guess in this scenario, you're saying that it's like trauma-inspired, like DID exactly. type of situation. So it's not imagination. It's not like, oh, I'm being creative. It's a coping and, strategy. Right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Oh, that's much darker. It's yeah. much darker. <laughs> this is a theory that will ruin Rugrats for you, potentially. <laughs> like, it is definitely dark. But, I mean, it's just a theory. It just comes from the internet. None of these, you know, it's all based around fictional characters. And I got to assume so. that all these characters have stories outside of Angelica's 
Well, wasn't there like line. a whole spinoff where it's like them as like preteens or something? Like, oh, I don't know, old, but I'd be it's like old Rugrats or whatever. I'd be interested to watch old Rugrats, <laughs> Couch Rats. <laughs> Todd is like he's like a bank thief. Yeah, he's so good at like breaking into stuff and like escaped prison ten times. Like maybe the Rugrats gang grow up to be the characters in Mallrats. Okay. And maybe they all when they're like in their early twenties, uh, each one becomes like you know a character in Mallrats. One guy's <laughs> staring at a. A seeing eye poster for way too long. That the person. twins are actually just Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah, Although the sex doesn't necessarily line up. They could change. Maybe yeah, Jay yeah. identifies as uh, a woman. Yeah. <laughs> we just or don't maybe know uh, uh, yeah, Lil, Lil transitioned actually, into yeah. Jay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Or Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's the theory on that one. Okay. Dork. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, the next one on the list is our favorite kid in the universe of magic. Huh? The idea that Harry Potter is not the son of Lily and James Potter, but is actually indeed the son of Lord Voldemort. Whoa. What? Don't you mean he who must yeah. not be named, Colin? I say the name. I'm in the Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Be proud. Say that that's name right. out loud. I'm just like Bad Eye Booty. Say it. Don't give it more power. <laughs> uh, the idea is that the Order of the Phoenix stole Harry Riddle. So it would be Harry Riddle because his dad was Tom Marvolo Riddle. Mm -hmm. uh, Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they're going to beat me up in a minute, you guys. Oh, boy. <laughs> as a desperate attempt to beat Voldemort. So in the books, we know that when Voldemort and the Death Eaters are in power, the Order of the Phoenix can't do much about it. People are getting murdered left and right. The Ministry of Magic is being infiltrated and taken over. It's really dark times. Right, and it is, in their telling of it, a very abrupt ending of those dark times, like yeah. him coming into this random house and because of the power of love. Like, you don't think he murdered some people who loved some people? Oh, he definitely did. You know, so why <laughs> is her love any more special than anybody <laughs> right. else's love? I guess nobody actually, like, stood in front of a baby at that exact moment of the spell or whatever. Who knows? But uh, it's definitely plausible that Dumbledore would do something extravagant and desperate in an attempt for, like, the greater good overall. So the idea is that he stole the baby, and this sort of, uh, you know, would have been as a bargaining chip as well if they had people, uh, you know, captured or whatever. But we have to assume that Voldemort doesn't know this is his son, otherwise why would he be, like, trying to kill him all the time? For all we know, he wasn't trying to kill Harry. Uh, he was trying to kill Lillian James and just so miss. I mean, them. like, throughout the movies or whatever. Like, he keeps coming after Harry. Like, he keeps trying to kill him. He oh, sets Flosh up to, like, get him alone to kill him. Like, he's very obsessed with killing him. <laughs> it's true. I mean, maybe just for the same reason that he, he's everything that Voldemort isn't. Or maybe Voldemort is uh, trying to kill him, but <clears throat> holding back, and that's why Harry never dies. You know, uh, it could be more like a Darth Vader scenario where mm -hmm. you just, like... You know, you're stuck between the two forces of yes. good and evil. Serve me or die. Yeah, yeah for sure. I would definitely <laughs> take a, a lightning bolt scar to the forehead than the loss of a hand. 
<laughs> I don't know. I mean, I would take the loss of a hand if a robotic hand was, was just like <laughs> an hour or two away. I had I just, the same thought. Like his hand is so perfect. It yeah. might even be better than the old hand. I just feel like with technology, there's always the inherent unknown of like things going wrong. You That's know, true, like, like you're just pleasuring yourself one day and all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> like, just like squeeze as hard as you can. Yeah, or you're petting something and I all mean, of a that, sudden it like kills it. You're that's not. like the really horrific version, but just think about like the one time where you're not sending any impulses to that hand and it's just like dancing or something and you're like, oh, I can't trust this hand ever again. Right? <laughs> it's got a you. mind of its own. <laughs> but yeah, the idea is Lily and James were two of the strongest Order of the Phoenix ma- members and since they were also a couple, they were chosen to be the parents Lily would eventually fall in love with Harry and become, you know, eventually become to think of her at, yeah, how did I say that? Eventually come to think of Harry as her own. Right. Uh, and it would explain a lot of, like, the mental and magical connections between Harry and Voldemort, Harry's exceptional powers, talent, ability to speak parcel tongue, and why the Sorting Hat wanted to put him in Slytherin. Mm-hmm. So that's the theory on that. I guess, like... To that answer, you just, like, people will say that, like, oh, their fates are just interwoven and that, like, because of that interaction, they, you know, entanglement theory happened and some of his, like, essence Mm. stayed in Harry. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What are you looking for, sir? I'm looking for essence. (laughs) All around the country, I'm looking for essence. (laughs) It's all about that essence. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I really like this one. Uh, We know that they're so closely interwoven and, like, inseparable. And when Voldemort hurts, Harry feels it in his brain for a long time. And I mean, yeah, I don't have that kind of connection with my papa. Yeah, that's true. Neither do I. Uh, yeah, but, but that we're was not wizards, though. Yeah, that's true. That it's was all tied to <laughs> just that magic cast on Harry by Voldemort to like it. That's so how that's the book why they explains yeah. it. Yeah, the idea that they were tied by the act of trying to kill him mm-hmm. and everything. But. Yeah, I remember the movies. <laughs> remember the books. <laughs> Whatever. You read the books. Don't try to. Don't you didn't read the books. No, I was too old. There, what do you mean you're too old? I was too... I mean, no, when I'm they just... came out. Yeah, when they came out, like, uh, I think most of it... Adults. Yeah, and I was in the Navy for most of that time, uh, so it's like I wasn't... I didn't hear about this Harry Potter craze sensation until 2007-ish, you know, when I got wow. out and, like, I know people were watching the movies and stuff, but... Even then, I don't think I started watching the movies until the very last movie was coming out. And I mean, I don't want to make any assumptions about the military, but I would have to assume that this was probably one of the most toxically masculine times of your life, (laughs) where if you had a book that was even slightly outside of cool, it would have been like, hey, you guys see what Bobby's reading down here? Got Harry Potter, you're gonna ride away with your magical friends, you fucking nerd. Is <laughs> that like same guy has like a fight club cover surrounding his like Harry Potter? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's like if I deflect it to him, no one will find me. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah, this was definitely during the don't ask, don't tell uh policy of the military. Yeah. But uh yeah, I think the book that I was reading at the time 
was uh, Hunter S. Thompson's biography. Yeah, nobody's going to question yeah, that. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> nobody's like, this, this is their prime time to make fun of somebody. Hunter S. Thompson, what a douche. No, yeah, certainly not. nobody was reading the Harry Potter books that I knew of. <laughs> so there was no, like, outside influence of people being like, yeah, this is really awesome and I would love it, it so much if there was if I was on the ship with you and yeah, just came sure. down the hallway like yes queen Hermione <laughs> <laughs> feminism yes work yeah it's definitely <laughs> 2002 was not the yes queen era <laughs> no, of the no, world no, it wasn't. <laughs> unfortunately ah uh, 2002 how unfondly I remember <laughs> uh, this next one is that all of these shows exist within the same universe all shows of all Parks of and Rec The Office Dexter and The Good Place alright I think I already <laughs> I already know this because you slightly touched upon it lightly on the yeah. last Indeed, I did talk about it real quickly. I mean, and I also have that theory that uh, what we do in the shadows (laughs) and the office are linked together by Colin Robinson. Yeah, and that's a that's a side theory that I haven't (laughs) quite done any research on. Did any evidence other than the fact that he's in both? (laughs) And it's both like kind of shot the same. Yeah, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that the same documentary crew is working on. Is there this printer in what we do in shadows? That is true. If If we can find the printer, or just like anything in the office that would suggest (laughs) he might be a vampire or try to steal somebody's essence. If you're not familiar, the office American sitcom. Like, where have you been? Uh, We're also talking about what we do in the shadows, which is a new show based on a movie about vampires from Take a YTT. And Jermaine Clement. That's right. Uh, And it's basically like modern day vampires living in the real world. Right. But there's this character. With flatmates. Exactly. There's this character on what we do in the shadows portrayed by the same actor who's also on The Office. And Rob thinks that's the connection that may link them together. Yeah. And And what's interesting about this vampire is he's not like your traditional vampire. He's like an energy vampire. So he like bores you to death or he Mm -hmm. like... He drains your energy. Gets you all riled up over something. He's very much the same character in both shows. Like just this very kind of boring white guy. Yeah, and, and on what we do in the shadows, he actually goes around two offices mm-hmm. to specifically drain the energy yeah. because he blends in so well. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, it's definitely a solid theory. I, I mean, I like it, but this is very—that's the only evidence I'd have right now for it. But you know, put this on Reddit, someone. We're sure. the first to posit this yeah. fan theory that I know of. But anyway, that's a, a huge diversion from this yes. much smaller connection. <laughs> Believe it or not, uh, in Parks and Rec, or in the show The Office, goodness, in the show The Office, they get bought by a company called Saber, who sells printers and office supplies. Mm -hmm. We see those same Saber printers in the offices on Parks and Recreation. We also see Saber products on the show Dexter. Now, where does The Good Place tie in? The Good Place, we see uh, our main character portrayed by Kristen Bell. I can't remember her character's name. But she is reading a magazine, and in it there are two articles. One is for a champagne by John Ralphio, and the other is for an aftershave by Dennis Feinstein. So they are connected 
to the mm. Parks and Recreation that universe, magazine. which means, yes, that The Good Place ties into the Parks and Rec and therefore ties into the other two. So there's some kind of giant NBC universe out there. <laughs> <laughs> and Jane Lynch is the Thanos that's going to snap it all out of existence. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, if, if they, well, but then you also... They're all the same, sorry, they're all the same <laughs> studio, right? They're all NBC shows? I think so, I'm not, not sure. Dexter, Dexter's a Showtime. Oh. It might okay. be like a, Same umbrella company? Perhaps. Yeah, same production. It could be under the TriStar you know, because, production yeah, company. If it's under the same company, a lot of times production companies will just, like, reuse, um, like, props and things like that. Absolutely. You know, it's like... Why are we going to, like, change up printers when it's just, like, background fluff or whatever? Sure. And they can say, yeah, like, because uh, you don't have to give anybody any royalties or right. any money or anything <laughs> for prop. Because uh, that's why everybody drinks, you know, wow soda or, you know, uh, nail cigarettes and stuff. Definitely. You know, they have the same production catalog. And so right. these Sabre printers might just be in one of those catalogs. Uh, and then with The Good Place tying into Parks and Rec, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> oh, The Good Place and Parks and Rec have the same showrunner, okay. I'm pretty sure. So yeah. that's basically the person who creates and keeps the show going right. along. Yeah. So the idea that that guy's just having fun. A fun little Easter yeah. egg. Type. But yeah. whether he meant to or not, he tied the universes together. Right? <laughs> you don't even think about that sometimes. You do something just for, like, funsies, and next yep. thing you know, you've connected complete universes. And created this tiny little thing for fans to go nuts over, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> which I'm perfectly happy to do. <laughs> uh, okay, so if you're not familiar at this point, the opening monologue that I delivered is from The Cable Guy. Great movie. This theory is definitely a deep cut, but before we get into it, we will play a quick round of What's it got on Rotten Tomatoes? 34%. It's got to have more than that, man. It's got Ben Stiller. <laughs> I think that critics hated this. I certainly enjoyed it. Maybe Watched when it, it first theaters. came out. Maybe when it first came out, they... I think the audience but... score is a lot higher, but critics will give it a 34. Okay. I mean, he does Rob the Silence of Lambs, where he's <laughs> no, I love his face. He does the, like, adult <laughs> game, where they're like, yeah, Come on, that's classic yeah. stuff. Yeah. It's all solid. People. They got Jack Black in it. I right? Mean, I'm, yeah. I gotta give it at least a 65. <laughs> the correct answer is 54%. Oh, wow. We're pretty close, both of us. Yeah. yeah. You're, I think, a little, a little closer. High. I'm a little high, though. If we're playing by the Price is Right rules, I bust. I think we're playing by Battleship rules, right? Yeah, Battleship closer. rules oh, okay. seems the most fair. It definitely gives the person an, un, an unwarranted review because you're like, well, I'm going to go really low. Right. Or cut yeah. somebody off right above theirs. It makes it so you don't you don't have any $1 players. Yeah. <laughs> or like, That's yeah. True. Whatever it is, like, yeah. I'll go 250 and one penny. Right. The guy yeah. next to him is like, are you serious? <laughs> We're all out here to have a good time, lady. <laughs> right. I don't know why you're being so cutthroat about this. Look, I didn't come here to make friends, all right? I'm here to fucking microwave. <laughs> well, I came here to meet Drew Carey. <laughs> you're keeping me from doing that. <laughs> But anyway, so that's uh, the cable guy is at fifty four percent. Yeah, it's better than uh, uh, half. You know, 
it's yeah. it's one of those controversial movies where it's gained a, a very strong cult following. Like a lot of people think it's amazing, and I'm personally in the cult following. I really like the I cable really, guy. Really like the cable guy. <laughs> okay, all here for the. Cable We're all guy. team cable guy. Uh, <laughs> did you all know that uh, it was originally written for Chris Farley? I for did which not part? Know for that. for Jim Carrey. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, anyway, I could see that. That would be funny too. The theory goes that the cable guy is the missing brother in the brother sweet brother case. Oh. So in the background of the movie, yes. the cable guy, there is a trial going on concerning two brothers portrayed in this movie by Ben Stiller, yeah. who is also the director of the cable guy. Yes. As great job, Ben. Yes. <laughs> as Stan and Sam Sweet. The twins were child stars, and the trial was concerning the murder of one twin. Now, this theory states that Jim Carrey's character, the cable guy, is actually the missing brother in the case, whose death was faked so that he could experience a normal life and finally make a real friend. Wow. Yeah. I, first off, I want to say that sweet versus sweet uh, case was just solid. Yeah, yeah I think that's the, a great the, I love the whole uh, phone message to the police yeah. where he's like, I think he was Asian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was speaking some kind of different language that was definitely Asian. Asian. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's yes. funny. <laughs> For sure. Love that. It's filler. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there's a few things that, like, lead to this theory. At one point, he uh, hires a hooker like it's absolutely nothing. Right. Oh, yeah, that's uh, right. He, he ends up with all kinds of, like, and at this time, we're talking, like, tens of thousands of dollars. Worth of equipment. Worth stuff, of equipment right. just drops all of a sudden in there. He does talk about having had facial reconstructive surgery because his dad kicked him in the mouth with a steel-toed boot. Mm -hmm. But the idea behind this theory would be that he had the reconstructive surgery so that he would no longer look like himself. Right. I mean, he's also such, like, just a liar in all sense. Like, yep. who knows if he even did have... And or would, whether or not his backstory <laughs> is real. Like, we saw in the movie you see part of his backstory, but that could just be, like... The revealing of his storytelling like it's not necessarily factual of what sure. we saw and like even if all of this is true that could also still be true mm -hmm. like when you have twins especially there could be one that's maybe just better at tap or is just the better performer and so you just sit the other one down in front of tv and work with the one or whatever it so is. i guess it's even worse when you have like I guess in this case it would be triplets, right? And the two... No, they're twins. Oh, okay. And he's just the... I see. He's the one who supposedly mm -hmm. was murdered. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And Ben Stiller's on trial for a missing person as a murder suspect. Then it know? totally sucks for the other brother. It's like, why do you, why do you A, get to live a normal life, and me, B, <laughs> have to go to prison? <clears throat> Apparently the explanation online was that the brother who stayed behind and faced the trial had already been involved with all kinds of awful things. So he was going down anyway? Exactly. And, like, it was his last final thing to be like, at least I can take care of my brother. At least I can try and give him a normal life. He's been so weirdly, like, cut off from the world. Right. And touched by this weird television thing that he's, like, gone almost crazy. And so the idea was it was his way of, like, be the brother or whatever. Well, that's a nice... 
Uh, you know, that's a nice little theory. It's yeah. much nicer mm-hmm. than like, yeah, he murdered his brother. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a more positive look on this Dan and Sam sweet thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's all for that theory. I do like if you go online, uh, do this for The Simpsons as well. You can watch the entire McBain movie. Oh, yeah. All the clips like line up together. Well, the same is true in The Cable Guy. Like you can watch the trial and see all the little excerpts on YouTube in just one little, like, two-and-a-half-minute clip. Of just that case. Mm -hmm. So feel free to check out those little micro-movies. But also watch... Also just watch The Cable Guy. Yeah. And watch... He does an awesome um, karaoke. Yeah, it's uh, definitely one of the most memorable moments in movie history, really. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Certainly the most memorable time where karaoke was involved in a plot moment in a movie. Yep. Sure, I, you can't listen to that song without thinking of Jim Carrey singing it, is yeah. all I'm saying. Sure. That's true. I mean, and unless you his... haven't seen the movie. And that yeah. Is... yeah. <laughs> and I always picture that fringe on his jacket while he's singing. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's it for the theory on the, on the cable guy. Uh, next is concerning the TV show Friends. Oh. Friends was a sitcom in the 90s, which absolutely dominated and became... You know, cult classic, must-see TV. It's still one of the highest-running shows on television. You can see reruns of it everywhere. It's just six friends in Manhattan who get into funny sitcom scenarios. This fan theory is the idea that Ross lost custody of Ben. Oh, I mean, yeah, he does just, like, stop showing up all of a sudden. Ben disappears after season eight and is only mentioned six times in the 54 remaining episodes. I do know that the child actor went on to, like, be a big Disney star, right? So, like, maybe he his contract wouldn't allow him. But, man, like, how do you give up a friend's contract? For... His name is Cole Sprouse, and you're right. He is, like, Disney royalty. He's, he's uh, like, classic, really well accomplished child star yeah he worked with adam sandler and uh that big daddy yeah big Big daddy Daddy. that was great i loved that and he's in a lot of other things too like he's in more movies and etc like it does not stop there i can't remember what else but he's in a lot a lot of stuff as a child actor Mm -hmm. but um even if he had a disney contract you know they would have worked something out with nbc yeah uh but this fan theory explains it perfectly (laughs) then continue (laughs) Ross has such erratic behavior in the show in general. Yeah, he buys a monkey at one point. Yep, and in the last few seasons of the show as well, uh, Ross has a relationship with his student. He tries to hook up with his first cousin. He freaks out on a co-worker who ate his Thanksgiving sandwich. (laughs) He literally screams at him. Uh, It's got the moist center. I know. I mean... (laughs) Still, and like in the context of the episode, we understand because we see everything that's coming up to it. But in terms of like everyday reality, (laughs) he's screaming at a co-worker over a sandwich. We know that he's not very well liked amongst like other people too. Like there's many episodes where like Phoebe tries to help him like integrate with like the the plebeians. The like even Joey at one point works for the museum and tries to get him to like be more friendly with, like, the non-scientists or whatever, so... And he definitely comes around, but it takes a while. Yeah, for sure. Uh, He ends up getting suspended from work at one point. He's been divorced three times, so Mm -hmm. if there was any kind of, like, 
hearing in court. It's not going to look great. It's not going to look great. <laughs> and so the idea is that Carol and Susan filed for full custody and took him away from Ross, which would kind of make sense to me. And we don't really see those characters either after that time. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? So. When Ben disappears, so do they? Pretty much. Okay. Yes, I think Susan's on there again, but I don't think it's very much. It might be a line or two. I'm not sure. She might not be on there at all. It didn't talk about that too much. Well, they could have. Yeah, they could have just had to move out to California, and uh, they're just Don. onto different coasts, you know. And maybe like. Yeah, maybe Ross visits, but it's not really shown. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they talk, they have the birth of Emma, and Ben never meets his new sister. Right. Uh, they talk about moving to Italy, I think, for Rachel's job. She gets something like that. Some amazing opportunity. Might be Paris. With the fashion. Something. Yeah. And I don't think there's any mention of Ben at that time, really. So it's kind of just weird. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, right? <laughs> it must must hurt too much to think to about, about Ben. That. Think about the times he was dressed as the armadillo. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it for the Ross lost custody of Ben. I'm sure there's more theories on Friends. Yeah. Like, I would imagine somebody's put forth that Janice is not real. Okay. <laughs> and that Chandler has, like, an issue or multiple personality disorder well, or something like that. No, Janice has to be real because Janice also dated another of the friends. Who'd she date? Didn't she date uh, Joey? I don't think so. No? No, that... Joey brought Chandler on a blind date one time and it turned out to be Janice. I do remember that. Okay, yeah. Then yeah. I, oh, okay. Then, then they, I was they about to say. They keep ending up together. And I think maybe more so, like, a good theory would be that Janice is the manifestation of Chandler's issues, and so, like, a lot of women look like Janice, mm -hmm. and so he's not actually seeing Janice, but he's actually just seeing these different women as Janice, as okay. a barrier to his happiness. I don't know, Chandler's got a lot of issues with his dad becoming his mom, and his uh, transphobia and all that. Sure. So, who knows? Anyway, that's it for uh, the friend stuff. The last one on the list, and I chose this because it's just kind of fun, you know? Gotta end on a fun one. The Count on Sesame Street is culling the children. What, wait, what? <laughs> what? Culling them. Culling? Yeah, he's like he's hypnotizing? using them to eat their blood, and there's a constant oh, okay. fresh supply of children. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so the theory states that he's the only non-monster or animal puppet... Uh, so it's weird that there's, like, a vampire amongst the rest of the Sesame Street crew. Okay, I mean, yeah. what about, like, uh, it's not, not Sesame Street. No, I guess that's another Muppet. It's Muppets. <laughs> you thinking of Gonzo? Or just, like, the other, like, humanoid-looking guys, like, Sure, like the Swedish chef. Yeah, like. Yeah, no. But I guess that's not. That's not Sesame Street. What is, who's on set? Okay, Big so Bird. Sesame Big Bird. Street is Elmo. Elmo. You that got guy. Bert and Ernie. The garbage yeah. guy. Yeah, Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> uh, Snuffleupagus. And then there's, like, yeah. there's a large cast of characters beyond that. Cookie Monsters from Cookie Sesame Monster. Street. Yeah. The Count helps with counting. He naturally. does. 
Have you, um, sorry, I hate to do this, but have you ever, I think it's Jimmy Kimmel, he does like the unnecessary censorship or whatever. <laughs> oh, so yeah. they'll play like videos and like they'll just yeah, put bleeps over stuff. And yeah. the best one is the count. And it, basically every time he says count, they just bleep it. So it's like, I love to bleep. <laughs> every day I bleep. <laughs> nice. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am familiar. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the, the children on the show, they only last a couple episodes. Uh, before the count feeds upon them. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you'll notice when you watch Sesame Street, the kids, they're not on for more than a couple episodes. I mean, in the real world, you might say that they just went on to better projects. They're child actors. But, you know, the theory says that he's eating these kids. I mean, it is interesting because <clears throat> you would think that the Sesame Street is like a block, right? It takes place on a block, supposedly. It's like a neighborhood. Yeah, neighborhood. So, like, uh, you would think that the family is living there and the kids who were there would... Do something about it? Or just, like, be the same kids. Like, yeah. you wouldn't think that it's, like, a constantly rotating, like... Unless there's, like, yeah. an orphan, that, an orphanage nearby, or... <laughs> Well, if if this theory holds any water, then it means that uh, all the Sesame Street gang is essentially in yeah. on this. Yeah. That they're that they're like, hey, we're gonna teach you how to count and use verbs, yep. and then you know, but it's only for a couple of days, and then you're gonna die. Yeah. The theory states that he has enslaved the resident adults oh, as no. his minions. So, so Big Bird is a slave. Bert and Ernie, they're all slaves yep. to this uh, To, to this create count. this ruse of a children's show so that the count can feed. It <laughs> makes me think that the Cookie Monster was, like, the most intelligent, resilient fighter. So he had to, like, use extra strong hypnosis on him to the point where all he can be is, like, Cookie! Yeah. <laughs> cookie! Give me yeah, cookie! absolutely. That, makes, that helps the theory, I'll tell you what. You know? <laughs> And Oscar the Grouch knows, and so that's why he's hiding out in the garbage yeah, can. Yeah, he's got oh. his tinfoil hat, which is the garbage can, right? To prevent him from being hypnotized. And he doesn't he doesn't want to bear the brunt of responsibility. Like, he doesn't want to tell any of the kids. Right. Yeah. Life. He's just like, get away. Just leave me alone. I can't, I can't deal with the guilt. I can't be friends with you. You're just going to die. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. These are, that's solid. We've I think we've cracked it. Boom! <laughs> so bad for those kids on Sesame Street. That was a solid cookie monster, by the way. I'm trying to think of what Big Bird sounds like. Uh, I think he sounds a little bit like this. Yeah? Yeah, yeah okay. Solid. Decent Big Bird. Yeah, I heard Big Bird. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of the other voices on Sesame Street. Hey, Bert. <laughs> uh, Bert and Ernie, yeah, they're yeah. kind of humanoids, right? Yeah, yeah I guess that's true. But they're not vampires. No, yeah. Right, but so they're still in on it. But they're not really human, right? They're Muppets. They're well, like, so is the count. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. He's the only vampire. <laughs> Do you think a human vampire I think bit it. the puppet and then the puppet became, or Whoa. bit the Muppet? Is it improper to call a Muppet a puppet? Because we're supposed to assume that they're just like the running around on their own? The distinction is that a Muppet is... From the Henson Company. Okay. At least that was my understanding. Well, also I have to say that is is it ever stated that the Count is a vampire? Couldn't he just be an actual Count? <laughs> and like he just uh, with a with just, a propensity for bats and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. blah blah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just 
okay. I mean, I, I we don't know it. that he's ageless. It's and true. That he... He's just got like a stutter. He's like, hello. Uh, 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 I don't stop know. Stop making fun of my stutter. Uh, uh, I do kind of wonder if they ever had him look in a mirror and not see his reflection. Or turn into I think a bat. They did. I think they did. Yeah. Does he, does he ever a... turn into a bat? I feel like he may have. Does he ever like suck he blood? <laughs> do you know? Could you tell us? Have you got a theory about Sesame Street or one of the other shows or movies that we've talked about today? Right? Is Big Bird really a big bird or is everyone just really small over there? <laughs> right? <laughs> Please comment and let us know what you think about that or any of the fan theories that we've discussed on this episode today. Uh, and I'll leave you with this monologue from The Cable Guy. It didn't have to be this way, Stephen. I don't really have a plan as such. I'm pretty much going moment to moment right now. Winging it, really. You gotta admit, though, it's a pretty cool place for an ending. For High Mystery, I'm Colin. I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. Don't you understand, Stephen? Someone has to kill the babysitter. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at highmystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.